It's your boy Dreams from the Notorious Mass Effect, and I'm here to let you know you're holding yourself back. Like this show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Now, you can even add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create. Whether it's music analysis or your own radio show or something that the world's never even heard before, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership for the newbies out there. <laughs> it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let me say that again for the people in the back. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started so you can start affecting the masses. And remember your boy Dreams believed in you before you even started your show. So please don't switch up on me. Remember me when you make it to the top. That's all I ask. internet analytic here aka dreams and i would like to welcome you to mine which i call the notorious mass effect podcast i am a hip-hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of r&b mixed in for episode 65 we're going to be getting into baby keem and kendrick lamar family ties then we're going to get into kanye west's latest album called donda and we're going to move on into saints row and ending with BTS and Megan Thee Stallion Butter Remix. But before that, make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up on my latest activities. If you want to financially support the show, click my Cash App link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall. Also, make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Now that we got the intro out of the way, 
let's get into the one and only K Dot himself and his cousin, I believe, Baby Keem, and the latest track they've put out. First collab ever from the, those two. And it's called Family Ties. Beat him up! Beat him up! Beat him up! Beat him up! I was seeing double in the projects, mad at myself, let him put it to the side. Mama had to cater for the coop that we rode at the school on the way to Popeyes. And wanna play both sides, just a red dot, don't get on the wrong red eye. It's a headshot, they can't woo them guys. Around and back, two of them guys. I'm OD in Paris, I'm OD in France. I thought that I told you I need the advance. Put down your IG and look through my lens. A million to grandma, who did I offend? Nigella, your dreams to me is a fan. I netted 10 million and did a little dance. I'm fucking in the world, I ends in my pants. My uncle G told me that I had a chance. So then I popped out and did it again, and did it again, and did it again. I cannot respect them, where did he begin? Advice from the council, let nobody in. Been swearing through rumors, avoiding the trends, and dug in the I'm grateful to man, man, he opened up doors They bung on they tour bus to come and compose I reach to the stars on my tippy toes This greatest success where most fold I'll tell you my past, that don't get old But how could you ask, like I don't be riding my raps The critics got everyone tapped, you gotta relax The city where nobody sleeps, just tap in and ask where I'm at So, Baby King, Kendrick Lamar, Family Ties The cover of the track it's kind of interesting because it reminds me of a certain album that Kendrick put out. I forget what the album was called. It's probably crazy because y'all probably saying it right now, but I actually forgot the name of the album. It was a pretty iconic album, if I do say so myself. But uh, the actual album is was was called what well, is called both. I don't know. Whatever. Good Kid, Mad City. So that that's what the cover reminded me of. It was Good Kid, Mad City. Also, the biggest thing with that is just that Baby Keem having family ties even makes it more evident that Kendrick Lamar is having sort of not like a beef with his label, but just more of a dispute because he was rapping about a new label that only him and his cousin is on. So not like a new label, but just a new group kind of so i don't know what's going on between kendrick lamar and tde but at the same time at least they're not blowing it up public wise like it seems like they're handling it behind doors but as far as the actual track is concerned the quality on this track is amazing it's produced by akeem himself alongside cardo out of town rosalia jasper harris a bunch of other producers but keem is is one of the main producers like he had one of the main impacts of it and that's just nice to see i mean he's not exactly making his own beat like you know russ would probably chime in and say but at the same time it's a great way to show off his artistic value as this is the third single for his upcoming album called the melodic blue so Yeah, because he had Durag Activity featuring Travis Scott and then he had No Sense. So this is his third single for his album. And from the looks of it, it looks like his album's gonna be pretty fire. I mean I mean he goes from three tracks or three singles that all look like they they've been performing well. Even no sense. No sense more 
of uh like not as good as family ties and do rag activity but at the same time you can't really fault him for that as he's a new uh act so whenever he puts out tracks alongside travis scott and kendrick lamar of course the those tracks are going to do better because they're more solidified in the game. But as far as a cosign, he probably got one of the best cosigns that you could get in the hip hop field, you know? So as far as actually figuring out what's the best way for Keem to, to go go about making tracks, I think the best way for him to get on K Dot's level and not even Kendrick level, like like just get on a level where he can actually compete with the greats is to put music out that really changes the culture. And when you say that, I mean it's really it's really it's 10 times easier said than done. So well, for him, I mean he would have to figure that out. It's not I mean if I had to if I had a blueprint for that, I would have put it out myself. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, the actual the track "Family Ties" is amazing. The beat production on it is crazy. Literally, there's like three different beats. Through that snippet that I played at the beginning of the segment, when you heard Keem rapping, there was also a beat switch, and you know the beat got slower and like more like um, what was it, violin? I don't know what instrument it was. All I know is it slowed down and got more intimate. That's what I'll say. And then. You get into Kendrick's part. So that's the snippet I wanted to play for Kendrick. And also, so this is what I'm going to do for Kendrick. Because since K-Dot said he was, like, whatever your favorite top five, rap, like, your list of top five rappers, like, ever. Like, just know that Kendrick is, like, specifically has, like, told you that what he's doing for them. I'm not going to say it because, I mean, it's not really that explicit. But at the same time, I'm not just going to keep saying uh, saying it after he said it. I mean he said it not me so I'm just gonna let it leave it at that but at the same time his flow his flows multiple several like several flows like it was it was definitely a clinic on like how to be a lyricist it was a lot of different flows a lot of different vocal I'm going over the overview of this I'm gonna get into like the actual like literally we're gonna break this down as far as the lyrics go I mean it's not gonna take like, I'm not going to take, like, every single word and be like, oh, my gosh, what is this? But the actual lyrics, I want to break down and get into. So, but that, but the, the track overall, K-Dot is, is putting on a clinic, flow after flow after flow, vocal inflection, different vocal inflection after, like, the way he was twisting his voice, like, he would literally twist his voice one way for, like, a certain amount of bars, twist into another way. For a certain amount of bars that will make it seem like it's a whole not a whole different person but like just it'll make it seem like there's more than one person rapping this this verse and it very much reminds me gives off inspiration of like a little wayne because little wayne had that vocal inflection down to a t and that's one of the, the biggest ways that he made music so for for kendrick lamar to actually perfect that and do it even better i might add i feel like kendrick is definitely a better rapper than little wayne i don't know if that's controversy or a uh, controversial or something crazy to say y'all have to let me know and um and either one of my social medias uh, you know click my link tree i think y'all probably know by now but uh yeah so so like for for k for k dot i feel like he raps i think it's a bigger i think it's a pretty big gap on how much he raps better than wayne but 
at the same time he still learned from wayne that vocal inflection is just amazing and it's just it's, it's like supremely on display in, in family ties and literally listening to it it's just like wow like i wonder how long it took him to write this verse like the intricate the intricate details of his verse is just very much insane so we're gonna play it um and i'm gonna break it down as far as the, the lyrics go i may stop it start it stop it you know stop it start it you know things like <laughs> things of that nature <laughs> but uh let me actually bring it up right quick so i want to bring up the lyrics so we can bring up the kdas part of course he starts off with the the top five thing i think that's pretty pretty comedic i think that was for comedic value that was another thing okay i'm just gonna say it smoking on your top five is very much a play on what the quote-unquote kids are saying nowadays so is, is a very much a trend to say smoking on this smoking on that i'm smoking on like it's not even that serious like if the lakers lose they'll be saying smoking on that lakers pack or smoking on that lebron pack definitely don't want to smoke on that brawny pack like because he has that for real but anyways um the actual track it is just like it just magnifies how much kendrick has been paying attention to actually include something that's culturally relevant because people thought he was going to come back on some king kunta like all the way out of left field just in his own world type stuff but the things he's saying is very much prevalent in today's society and then in the words the key terms smoking on you like that's very much in the now so he's paying attention but at the same time he was just staying out the way which is is def i if i was a kendrick fan i'll be supremely irate about that like he was just paying attention the whole time and just still decided to not do anything or just put out anything like ever like that's just some crazy that's just crazy to me anyways let's get into the track um well not get into the track let's get into kendrick's verse right now smoking on your top five tonight tonight Smoking on your what's the name tonight? Tonight, smoking on your toes ain't tonight. I am the Omega PG Lane Rolly Gang SIE. Don't you address me unless it's with four letters. Okay, so right there off the bat, he's already going crazy. PG Lane is like a new, it, it, I don't want to say it's a label because it's not, but PG Lane is like a new brand that he's going under, and it, it's kind of like. I don't understand why he would go with PG Lang if he has TDE, because TDE is such a strong brand at this point. But obviously something happened to make Kendrick Lamar want to make a whole new label, or not even, I don't know what this is. Like it's Basically, this thing is very much a power play. He's trying to create something himself and sign artists. Which, if you haven't noticed, that's the way that the music industry is going now. If you don't have an artist, if you're the one putting out music and you're the one making money, you're making money for somebody else. Like, you're signed to somebody who's making way more money off you than you are for yourself because they manage you. And technically, that's harder, so they get paid more. That's why K-Dot with Baby Keem, that seemed like it's been more, like, literally, I think Kendrick retired so Baby Keem could rise to stardom. And then Kendrick could come back, which he has come back. It's, it's kind of easier to say this in hindsight, 
but like I've always felt like this. I felt like Kendrick retired so Baby Keem could start his rise to stardom. Baby Keem kind of got a nice following. Now Kendrick's back just to push him a little bit more so he's in the mainstream. But as far as what K-Dot wants to do, I think he wants to become that punch. I don't I don't know if y'all know who Punch is from TD. Punch from TD is the guy who made TD. So Top Dog Entertainment was made by Punch. That's why whenever you refer to who owns TD is Punch. For K-Dot, he's like, think of it as Rob Palenka is like the, who is he, the GM of the Lakers, but LeBron's the player. Like he's, LeBron's not getting paid as much from his Lakers salary than Rob Palenka, if that makes sense. K-Dot's not getting paid as much as from his Top Dog Entertainment salary than Punch is. But overall, with brand endorsements and things of that nature that he can handle himself, K-Dot's probably making a whole lot more. But from that specific music genre, he's not making that much. So, I mean, that's the breakdown that I have for, for that and, and why he would literally leave TDE. Because he didn't say it was his last album. He said it was his last TDE album. And when you say that, it's like, okay, you're leaving TDE for what? And right here, he says it. PG Lang is something he's creating. It's a whole new thing. Only him and Baby Keem is signed to it. So... Okay, now let's go on. Let's let's continue with the the masterclass of a verse. <laughs> I thought you know better. I've been ducking the pandemic. I've been social gimmicks. I've been ducking the overnight activists. Yeah, I'm not a trending topic. I'm a hold on, y'all not playing with me, man. I am the Omega. PG Lane, Rolly Gang, SIE. Don't you address me unless it with four letters. I thought you know better. I've been ducking the pandemic. I've been ducking the social gimmicks. I've been ducking the overnight activists. Yeah, I'm not a trending topic. I'm a prophet. I answer to Metatronic every year. Looking for a better me. I am a legacy. I come from the 70. The Al Green, Nospring, Guns and the Melody. The Big Shot, wrist on Cryotherapy. Soon as I press that button, better get right like the emblem's coming. Us two when the light came, been through nothing. Day free, got at least one B in the oven. I'm tripping, I'm triggering my mental. Is Amazing, brother. Pop off only on occasions, brother. Rich, mama, no, I made it. Now, where'd that come from? Honestly, where did where did that come from? This is what I was talking about with the vocal inflection, like the way that he was changing from different flows, but also changing his vocal inflection just made it seem like like there might as well have been three rappers in the room trying to come up with this because Kendrick was going crazy. I mean, like the whole I think so. My favorite part of this verse is definitely the brother. Like I just love the because it's like people it was such a big thing on social media everybody was like Kendrick Lamar's brother is about to become what A is to Drake you know how Drake comes and he's like A and he starts to rap people was talking about how Kendrick Lamar's brother is gonna be like his trending like phrase whenever he starts to track but I, I mean I, I you don't really hear that too often because unless you're like Lil Nas X you don't expect people to rap in that tone <laughs> but at the same time with with this vocal inflection like him getting into that bag is not out of the realm but the way he did it was very um specific because he said new flows coming be patient brother basically the new flow that he's using which technically is not new flow it's kind of like a cadence new cadence but at the same time He's basically saying, like, I've been thinking of new things. It's not like I just haven't been trying to rap at all, but or write at all. So, but people knew who 
Kendrick was coming. I heard Kendrick was coming like at the beginning of the year. So he's been planning this, but at the same time, it's just nice to see that he's actually came with something that's unique. I mean, Kendrick's one of the greatest rappers to ever do it. So I'm not like trying to say like, I didn't think he still had it. I'm just saying like the way that he came with brother was totally left field for me. I didn't expect this, but you know, that's kind of what the greats do. They just surprise you in so many different ways. So but anyways, let's get back into the verse. Pop off only on occasions, brother. Rich, mama, no, I made it, brother. Go figure, never cut cases, brother. Face it, brother. Gracious, brother. New flows come and be patient, brother. Show my then take you out of class like a multitask like Megan, brother. 2021 ain't taking no prisoner. Last year, y'all f***ed up all the listener. Who went platinum? I call that a visitor. Who the f*** back at them? All been falsified. The facts mean this is a vaccine and the game need me to survive. The Elohim, the rebirth. Before you get to the father, you gotta holler at me first. Smoking on top fives. Mother that album, that single. Burn that hard drive. Ain't nobody safe when I come, I'm killing everything. Imagine going away for five years, coming back and just telling every artist to... 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 Don't, like, don't... <laughs> to burn your hard drive like imagine being that like that confident that you just come back after four years and you're just like yeah everybody who's making music y'all just need to stop doing that because i'm here now so you know it's just there's no need for you to keep doing that because the better rapper is here which i do believe kendrick actively is the best rapper rapping right now now as far as now as far as music wise you know Aubrey graham all day you know drake's literally do i mean he's about to drop soon so anyways as far as bars and lyricism k dot is by far the best rapper currently rapping right now and that includes like jay-z all of them like jay-z in his prime probably was a better than k dot but uh, i don't know kendrick because kendrick combines so many different styles that it's just like there's no pinpoint like there's a, like there's a obvious like there's an obvious pinpoint jay-z style kendrick he could come however he want, want to um it pause um <laughs> yeah, um dude, yeah. okay i'm sorry I'm, I'm childish um kendrick is um i don't forget <laughs> um um kendrick what was i saying I kind of want to. I don't even want to get to my point. I forgot. I, I forgot. I forgot what I say. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm childish. Um. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. I think I was trying to talk about how Kendrick was one of the greatest rappers ever, and that that's all. That's that's all I was really trying to say. I'm just. Let's let's, let's finish this first, man. I'm I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with this breakdown. <laughs> That's outside. Yeah, Kanye changed this life, but me, I'm still an old school Gemini. Let me jump in this. Let me jump in this. Phones, but I only bring one in this. One daughter, but they all my sons in this. No, ain't getting done in this. I'm scary. I got a gun in this. Smoking on top fives. Stop playing. I'm that guy. Number two DM in my bed. That's cool. I don't, that's why. So yeah, that track is amazing. Baby Keem definitely did his part. Kendrick definitely came in and went crazy. So many different layers to this whole track. The different beats, the different flows. And then with Kendrick, the different vocal inflections. Now, I'm going to keep going back to that. Kendrick literally is the master. Like, if there's one thing that Kendrick would be known for is his vocal inflection. Like, that's what made him one of the best rappers to ever do it. Like, I think that 
out the box but also can get back in that pocket of just rapping but can then step out and just come up with like the brother flow like the, that was just or the brother cadence because it wasn't technically it wasn't like a new flow but the cadence was just was just amazing so um as far as like the rest of the track i don't really know what else i was wanting to get into with that i just feel like the, the actual the, the best parts of the track like just looking back over the lyrics was definitely saying pop off no no he i'm i'm, I'm tripping i'm jigging my amazing is my mental is amazing brother pop off only on occasions brother i thought that was the best track i mean the best part of this whole track like i i just i literally kept replaying that i was like there's no way this man was in the studio and thought of that and just thought it was gonna be fire like that's just, that's just a different level of just of just creativity i, I just don't understand <laughs> i mean imagine coming over with that imagine going away for four years and coming back and be like you know i, I just really want to say this line right here and i just want to say like pop off only on occasions brother because you get it because I've, I've been away for like years I don't, I don't know whatever but the way it came together it was just amazing so obviously they know what they're doing baby keem i can't wait for his album to come out there's really not too much i want to like i think that was it honestly that's like kendrick knows what he's doing i believe he's coming soon i think i saw a title for his album but i don't remember i don't remember it like i think i saw a title but i don't remember it's crazy as it sounds but yeah so um yeah, uh, not really too much to get into, but you have to wait for more music from, obviously, Baby Keem's coming out with a whole album, Kendrick Lamar's coming out with his, whatever he's coming out with, so, I mean, he said 2021, he's not taking any prisoners, so, we'll see, because the album we're about to talk about, and the album that's about to come out in Aubrey Graham, those are going to be strong, very heavy contenders for album of the year, so. Click my link, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of Family Ties? And do you think K Dot will drop sooner or late 2021? Or I don't even know if that makes sense. Do you think Kendrick will drop soon? Or do you think he's gonna drop like at the end of 2021, like December? Now we're gonna switch it up and get into with what most people have been anticipating. Kanye West Donda problems no more argue no more asking who really are you I know the real you you know we feel you you know he is you you know we with you straight from Beirut Chicago Beirut you crave we pray to you pray we pray to never too late for him save you this show movie cause no one can play you devil lay down devil lay down this that level make devils pray now hold up no peace hold up police don't call police just stay focused pray for new life pray for new breath hey lord make sure it's safe for who's left know you can't find a place to rest know the hold my bullet who vest when we survive know that we bless say my people do the music let it rock let it rock rock let it rock 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 Now, as far as gospel albums go, this has to be one of the top gospel hip-hop albums 
ever made like literally ever made as far as gospel though i don't know if this is a like you know they have rules and regulation for how gospel albums are made but the way kanye's made this album is definitely a gospel album with the heavy emphasis on hip-hop structure if that makes sense like he's using a lot of church or he's using a lot of church choir vocal effects while also using some synthesizers i think is what they call um but anyways you know i mean kanye west has always dabbled in that gospel uh, gospel ideology with his music i mean he literally made jesus walk so it's just this is not out of his realm but at the same time this reminds me so much of blood on the leaves when he dropped that track off of his album it was just like wow like blood on the leaves you could tell from your first listen this is amazing <laughs> like this is something i haven't heard until i clicked on this track like this is something different, amazing, and definitely unique. So for Kanye West to drop this new album, Donda, which of course was scheduled a bunch of times and people thought it was coming out like a month ago, but to be fair, a lot of artists do that. I like to say a lot of time rappers are professional liars. So the best thing to do when judging if they're lying or not is to base is to base it off the track record literally album hasn't i mean literally kanye hasn't dropped the album on time in like years so when whenever i say like i knew it was going to be delayed like i actually knew it like it, it wasn't it wasn't like i was guessing the life of pablo went through this what other album went through this um yay went through this the only things that was on time technically but not really was the rollout when they had him push your teeth him kid cuddy uh who was the amon shumper's girlfriend and kanye west i forget who it is because she's pretty famous and i feel like calling her my shumper's girlfriend is kind of disrespectful but i forget i forget her name and and kanye and i think designer tried to get in that little rollout and it was like releasing week after week after week but it was still rushed and it was obviously rushed so Kanye is one of those that likes to tweak it literally to the last second like if, if I had to compare it it was like if compare it like in school terms if you was taking a test and you had 20 minutes to take a test and in the last minute you had like five questions less and you left and you're like rushing to finish it like that's how Kanye does his albums like you literally puts himself on a time limit limit when you really don't have to like i mean little kendrick just kendrick literally just went away for what half a decade and came back and was just like yeah i'm smoking on your top five like it, like literally artists just just do whatever they want so for him to put a time limit like literally just don't set a date and just make the music but obviously this works out for him as i believe he sold like 300k and or he's projected to do 300k first week which is amazing because he dropped on a sunday which he missed means meaning he missed out on two days of sales and so i believe he would have sold mid 300s to 400 like he would have sold like 350 or 400 drake on a bad day will sell 400 to 500 and that's like a you no know, that's like a low day like that's like a terrible day for drake so 
I'm just comparing those because I know people are going to ask about the numbers and wonder and try to compare Donda to Certified Lover Boy. It's really not on the same level as far as sales. Quality wise, it's a whole different subject because Donda is like a gospel album. Certified Lover Boy literally can't. I'm going to actually, I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that tape. Yeah. But let's just say his cover is pretty interesting. But let's get into Kanye West's cover. The all black makes sense for me because I feel like you wear all now I feel like I mean usually people wear black at a funeral and the album's talking about his mom and I mean she's passed away so it's kind of like a funeral album it's like a a album just to listen to and be like I made this for my mom and it's all black because you know it's not a happy it's a it's not like a dark undertone but at the same time it's like I'm celebrating you but I understand like how I got to, how I have to make this appear, you know? So, I don't know if that makes sense for anybody. But, <laughs> anyways, uh, Kanye West has a lot of features on this album. This tra- this album this album is 27 tracks long. I would be interested to see how long Certified Lover Boy is because, I mean, obviously it's coming out this week. So, only reason I keep bringing them back up. Drake and Kanye at this point is like Nike and adidas i don't know if it's a, if adidas i don't even know if that's a good i'll have to say nike uh i have to say drake and kanye are like playstation and xbox maybe i don't know i'm, I'm trying to think of a, a closer comparison for, as far as brands spalding and wilson that's a good that's a good i don't know that's that's all I, that's all the comparisons i have anyways uh kanye was 27 tracks when you Kanye West you know they're gonna listen to every track it's kind of like when Chris Brown you know does the things that he do and he comes out with an 80 track album and everybody's like oh I just listened to it twice and it just came out like yesterday so Chris Brown can do that a lot of artists can do that because they know the the fans are just super dedicated to listening to their whatever they put out so when they put out music it's kind of like I'm gonna take my whole day and listen to this track by track by track until I finish the album and when I finish the album I'm gonna play the album again and I'm gonna go to my favorites and then after that I'm gonna put it on shuffle and then like like, literally that's how fans listen to the album like it's just crazy so only certain type of fans though for other artists like if Lil Pump came out it was like 27 track album dropping tomorrow everybody would be like just please keep that like don't do that to yourself. So yeah, so <laughs> it's very much a preference for for how big you are. Now this album has all type of features. We're gonna get to it track by track, so I'm not gonna go over it right now. But as far as like some of the drama that happened around the album, Chris Brown, who I just brought up a little bit ago, um, he, he he said Kanye is I, I can't really quote him because it's kind of explicit, but um. Basically, he said he's if I was to judge off his quote, he is upset at Kanye over something about him and Donda. He didn't elaborate at all. So when you leave it open like that, it just I'm not going to figure it out. I don't care that much. So I'm just going to say Chris Brown's mad at Kanye. Chris Brown's one of the uh, I think Chris Brown's the greatest artist ever. So for him. To be mad at Kanye, it just hurts my heart because Kanye is one of the greatest producers ever. So it's just like, what are y'all doing? Anyways, um, then you have the baby. The baby came out, said 
Well, no, no. Kanye tweeted uh, tweeted out something saying that the baby's manager is not clearing the verse. Then it turns out, or they said the baby's not clearing the verse. Then it turns out the baby's manager is not clearing the verse. Kanye talks to the baby. The baby told or uh, got it straightened up. But then it came out that really Kanye's label didn't want to put the baby on his album. And you, you probably know why. The baby's getting a lot of backlash for what he said about. I forget what he exactly what he said. He said something crazy that they like try to cancel him like over and over and over. Like literally every festival after that just dropped him was like, we do not respect and we do not um, the the views of the baby and the way that he just said that we we just do not agree with that and 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 he will be left off and replaced with another artist. Thank you. Have a good day. <laughs> so yeah, the baby got canceled. But anyways, um, <laughs> uh, the the biggest thing with, with Kanye and the baby is that the the track ended up coming out anyway. But you notice there's a jail part two. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I feel like jail could have been, I feel like jail and jail part two could have been, could have easily been one track. But my theory is, and I know this may be a little bit drama oriented, but at the same time. You got to start off with the drama because we're going to get into the music in a little bit. Megan The Stallion is under Rock Nation right now as far as management. Not as far as a label. Her label still the off-brand label. I, I forget what the name is, but they're still got in a chokehold. Like, well, chokehold. I don't, think, I don't think that's the greatest phrase of words. Or Can I? I don't think. I would edit that out, but like. I, I I just I, it's not like I mean it you know what I mean it's not like I actually think they're gonna put her in a chokehold anyways l- let me get on with my point Megan Thee Stallion is under Rock Nation management she's with a label right now that's pretty terrible but also make ca- capitalizing off of her fame and stardom so she's trying to get off of that kind of going about it the, I wouldn't say the wrong way but it's just I mean when you try to reach certain heights you have to get with people like Rock Nation because, I mean, Cardi did the same thing. She had a manager, got to a certain level, realized her manager couldn't get her higher than that. So she went with another label, which is Atlantic. And Atlantic could definitely get you to the top, as you see with Cardi B and Little Baby. So, but, um, what was I? Okay, let me connect this for y'all, because y'all probably lost right now. My bad. I forgot to, I was wanting to connect it sooner. Jay-Z is managing Megan Thee Stallion. The baby brought Tory Lanez out for... Uh, um, what was that thing called in Miami? It was, uh, I don't even know why I'm asking y'all. Like, y'all gonna respond in real time? Uh, it, it, it was in Miami. Was it Lollapalooza? Rolling Loud? I think it was Rolling Loud. He brought out Tory Lanez right after Megan The Stallion performed. I think that literally got Tory Lanez in trouble because it was like a restraining order. But I mean, Tory Lanez is a grown man. Obviously, he knew Megan Stallion was going to be there. Obviously, he wanted to show up and just cause controversy. And the baby allowed that to happen. So I don't really feel bad for the baby, the baby too much because he kind of pushes the envelope when it comes to cancel culture. But they ended up going at him for a whole nother reason, which was interesting to see. So, but yeah, I mean, the baby. And plus, the, the, I feel like Jail could have been one track, but of course, Jay Z's managing Megan The Stallion, Megan The Stallion's beefing with Tory Lanez. The baby brought out Tory Lanez. The baby, Megan The Stallion, went back and forth about having that track with Tory Lanez out in the first place. 
and then partisan Megan the Stallion's boyfriend went back and forth with the baby about addressing Megan the Stallion told him stop addressing her over social media because just because like he obviously he was just tired of what he had to say about Megan so the baby and Megan the Stallion has officially started their beef and I believe it, it I think it should I don't think that beef would last like the way that they was coming up together I think they'll realize or or maybe they was I don't know. I don't. I don't know. That, that's a that's a tough situation. I just don't feel like that beef is necessary between them. But like I said, the baby does like to push the envelope, and Megan Stallion is not afraid to speak her mind at all, in the slightest. <laughs> but a lot of people is hyping up this jail. Okay, so this part of the quality music part. A lot of people is hyping up this the baby jail part two verse, but it is really not like people was like oh my gosh the baby's just on a whole different level and Kanye really just pulled it out of him which I will say the best I've heard the baby as far as rapping is when he was rapping with Revenge of the Dreamers and he was under the sun under the sun with the baby J. Cole I think it was like Loot and some other people is one of the best verses the baby has ever delivered vocally. This track, on the other hand, sounds like another the baby verse with a lot of forced lines. A lot of forced lines. Like a lot of them didn't even fit for me. Like the the way he was phrasing them, you could just kind of tell he was just wanting to get off. Like he wanted to get off an expletive and a U at the end. And hopefully you can put that together. And this verse wasn't really it didn't really add anything to the album i would say like it, it was very much uh let me just get off how i'm mad at y'all for canceling or I, i'm mad at y'all for taking quote-unquote or metaphorically food off my table by trying to cancel me and getting me removed for all these from all these events so that's kind of how i went and with jay-z being on jail one and this being Jail Part 2, I think Jail Part 2 is, is very much a worse track than uh, Jail Part 1. But they're both they're, they're both great. Or Jail Part 2 is good. Jail is great. Well, Jail is not great. What am I saying? <laughs> jail is not great, okay? First of all, I am a law-abiding citizen. I'm not trying to go to jail anytime soon. But the track Jail by Kanye West is a great track that's all i gotta say okay let's move on so the actual album um i just realized we're going on like an hour oh goodness anyways so the the actual album by kanye west jail uh, no the album the album is not called jail what am i doing i think i was trying to bring up something else oh yeah okay the kanye west live performance with kardashian so apparently he brought out Kim at the at the last show and she was like in a wedding dress and they say like it just ended off a cliffhanger. And apparently Kanye and Kim get along at this point. And it, the things are amicable. So Kanye 
and Kim are still going through with the divorce, but it's more of like a, I don't even know how to, it's just, that, that type of stuff is messy to me. I don't even like describing that type of stuff like it. Like, I don't even get a, I don't even get a positive sensation from talking about divorce. Like, it's just very much petty. Like, just, they're, they're going to handle what they got to handle. But right now, I guess they're cordial. Okay, let's get into the actual music because I'm not one of those type of people that just like to get into people's love life. I mean, certain artists, jokingly, but for Kanye, it's like divorce is a real heavy topic, so I don't want to talk about that at all. Um, yeah, let's get into Donda, the actual quality of the of the album. So, of course, like I do with every album, but especially with Donda, we're gonna give three snippets and the funny thing with this is the first three snippets i'm gonna play or no the three snippets i'm going to play is in the first five tracks so that should tell you about how kanye west wanted to start off this album as he wasted no slots in the first five i mean literally literally the first track is like a con i don't want to make that joke but uh Let's just say it's like a camp type track trying to get people mesmerized and hypnotized to and, and to open their ears for this Donda experience. So you're just saying it over and over and over. So you're just like, I have to hear this album. And and yes, Donda is, is such is such a great such a great name for an album. It's just it's just crazy. Like the way it does it is like trying to mesmerize you and hypnotize you. So. Yeah, I thought that was a good tr- start to the intro to the album. Track number two, Jail, which I just talked about with Jay-Z. Jay-Z's verse was very much above average. I would say one of the better verses of the year. Jay-Z's a great rapper, obviously. He's one of the best to ever rap. When I talk about Kendrick, I still feel like Jay-Z's the best rapper ever. But Kendrick Lamar is definitely a close I think Kendrick Lamar is definitely a close second. I would have to go through my top five rappers of all time. Biggie and Tupac has kind of, as time went on, have have lowered on my list only because the great rappers have still been putting out great bars like Jay-Z, Kendrick. Who else? I don't, I don't know if I have anybody from the new age in the top five besides Kendrick. I mean, you have Drake, but he's had help writing so it's like i don't really know what he writes and what he doesn't obviously you know he writes because he wrote for kanye kanye even admitted that but at the same time i would probably put drake in my top five at this point i'm putting drake in my top five what drake's doing right now is literally unprecedented like the the path that he on that he's on is totally unique to him i remember like five years ago looking at him and Chris Brown and thinking Chris Brown's gonna be the greatest thing since sliced bread. I literally thought what Chris what, what Drake is today, I thought that would have been Chris Brown. BT one like 106 in Park, Chris Brown, and Chris Brown coming off the relation no, like not coming off, but during a relationship with Rihanna. I thought he was going to be the next Michael Jackson. Like, literally, that's the roof and ceiling I thought was going to be for Chris Brown. And why am I talking about Chris Brown? This is a Kanye album. Anyways, I don't know how we got off. I, was just, I think I was just talking about the greats because of Jay-Z. Anyways, obviously, it was a above average verse. Maybe think of all type of 
great things I've witnessed in my life because of that verse. I don't know why. So, track number three, uh, God Breathe featuring Vori. I don't know who Vori is at all. So, but his vocals was definitely pleasant as the, the way that he delivered his verse it added a unique addition to the track and so he wasn't like a burden he was more of like an addition to the track without Vory, i don't think you get the same god breed type track and i think i thought this was an okay track i don't think this was a i thought you could have deal without this and put this like after the first five but yeah so i didn't really like god breed i thought god breed was okay so now off the grid and hurricane is the two snippets i'm gonna play but jail featuring jay-z is the track that i wanted to play the first snippet for and the reason that i wanted to play the first the reason i i went i reviewed god breathe before that because i'm gonna get into jail and then we're gonna get into track number four off the grid and and all and hurricane and all those i'm playing snipp snippets for and then we're gonna get into the rest of the album so it's not that i think the rest of the album is just trash it's just I feel like he really was top heavy with the best. He really knew what the best tracks were off of this album. So, yeah. Here's the snippet with Kanye and Jay-Z. This is mainly Jay-Z's verse with a little bit of Kanye. But this is Jail for from Kanye and Jay-Z right now. Hold on. Donda, I'm with your baby when I touch back roll. Stop all of that red cap, we going home Not me with all of these sins, casting stones This might be the return of the throne Throne, over and Jesus Like Moses and Jesus You are not in control of my thesis You already know what I think by think pieces For you actually already told you who you think he is Don't try to jail my thoughts and think pre-sins I can't be controlled with programming presets Reset Cell in my cell at night. Don't have to see you to touch you. This is what Braille look like. It's on sight. If they take me to jail, call my girl. Tell her send my mail. We know what hell look like. Still, it's a hell of a life. Yikes. Guess who's going to jail Now, I know this is a gospel album, but at the same time, you got to be careful with that type of, of wording. I mean, literally, somebody could be playing this and be like, you know, God going to post my bail. I know I killed like three people and went to jail, but, you know, God going to post my bail because, you know, but, you know, it's, you know, people are crazy out here. You know, they use messages in all type of ways. So anyways, jail was an amazing track. It's no, it's no wonder why uh, Kanye put this at the beginning of this album because he knew this track is just something else. I mean, obviously when I saw it live, well not live, when I saw it on, on, when I saw the live performance, I thought it was amazing. Hearing it in audio format, I would say this album will play out better live than it does on or in audio, which. The way Kanye has done that is very much brilliant. Like he's literally showcasing music on a live stage 
so when you hear it in audio format you will picture when he first premiered it on the stage and it's kind of like me for not everybody not everybody who listened to this album would have seen the, the video but at the same time like it was still nice to see that he put that much thought and effort into it already went over god breathe uh i thought the track was okay kind of a it was, it was just an okay track track number four off the grid now off the grid featuring fabio foreign and playboy cardi is the most random collection of artists i've ever seen in my life <laughs> kanye west fabio foreign and playboy cardi now if that's not random i don't know what is I don't think I've ever heard of Fabio Foreign over a regular beat, and and, and it still is the, is the case because he Kanye has implemented the drill beat, so Fabio will rap over it. Because Fabio, for some reason, only wants to rap over drill beats, which I think will li limit his ceiling. But at the same time, he's such a great rapper that it, it won't limit his ability to to rap like i think he's still a great rapper but as far as his production wise like it'd be okay to get away from uk drill beats from 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 time to time and just rap over regular 808s you know it doesn't always have to be that drill type format but you know to each his own but playboy cardi on the other hand i mean throughout the first 50 seconds of this whole track i mean he's just crying like a newborn baby like i just don't understand like he's like kanye's trying to give this amazing verse or amazing start off to her no actually it was the hook i believe he's giving this amazing hook and playboy cardi's just like whining over the whole entire track and then he comes on and he just sounds amazing i'm just like like only kanye could do like this is why kanye's regarded as one of the best producers of all time if he can take Playboy Cardi, who already has, in my opinion, great producers. Which, when I talked about Playboy Cardi's album, I did point out how the, the beats were amazing. And it felt like it was carrying him at some points of the album. As far as this, Kanye West is producing this, of course. And Playboy Cardi, the way he came in, the way Kanye's hook led into Playboy Cardi's verse... It was very much gave me like chills. It was just like, is Playboy Cardi rapping and like sounding like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Like he was, he was sounding different. Like I don't really know the best way to describe it. Like the way with Playboy Cardi and Kanye did it, it was just like, they meshed in a way that I didn't think it would, it would mesh. Like when you hear, like with Kanye and Lil Pump, that sounded forced. Like I love it, that I love it song. I thought that was forced. With Kanye West and Playboy Cardi, it sounded so genuine and, and well not the connection, but like just the the forming of of of, of the hook and, and verse was just so seamless that it just seemed like they was been working together, you know? I don't know if that makes sense. But anyways, that's the second snippet I have for off the grid and so that's why i'm gonna play i'm gonna play kanye's hook basically i'm gonna play the start of the track is it's kanye's hook going into play with cardi's verse so here it here is off the grid with kanye west and play with cardi 
right now. Yeah. funny because you know it's a gospel i'm gonna keep saying it it's this is a gospel album <laughs> like if, if you haven't like noticed like this is a gospel like he's literally editing people's verses to be clean like this is a this is a i mean it is that 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 doesn't make it a gospel album but the production makes it a gospel album but the extra length to go out and edit everybody's verse so that it's clean kind of like adds to that gospel-esque type album i will i'll be interested to see the gospel like requirements like what makes it uh uh efficient like a, a bona fide gospel album like i would love to like just read the rules like you have to have this many jesus references you have to have this many um choir performance and i don't know i don't know how that works but anyways so yeah this is this is a, a great track off the grid and then fabio comes in and literally gives like a 32 bar verse like literally gives a nas bar count like uh, like like not as far as like rapping on the level of nas i'm not saying that i'm talking about the the bar count for his verse you know how nas will recognize he's on a good uh He's on a good track with like legendary artists and would just go insane, ballistic, like drop a 60 bar verse. I mean, he did that with Jay-Z on the DMX album. He would just go crazy, all type of double, triple entendres. Fabio didn't do that, <laughs> but he definitely kept me engaged throughout the whole 32 bar verse. And I was never like, okay, wrap it up. Like it was a great verse. Like the way he was going, it very much was like, I was vibing throughout the whole track. I was just like, oh my, like this man is going. Like he's actually rapping. And not to say Fabio can't rap, but like he was rapping, rapping. Like that was, that was probably one of his, that was probably Fabio's longest guest verse ever. I know that's like a weird stat, a weird like stat, but like, I think it's pretty important and interesting. So yeah, then we got into track number five, Hurricane. Now, Hurricane with Kanye West, Little Baby, and The Weeknd is the, I don't know if I'm ready to say it yet, but I feel like this track is the best track of 2021. Like, literally, when I first heard this track, it was like, 
nah, I know they didn't. Like, there was no way. Like, the weekend, like Abel and Kanye, and then you have the hottest rapper in the middle. Like, that just, well, when I say hottest, I mean like numbers wise. Like, I don't have anything against people who find males attractive, but at the same time, I have to clarify what I'm saying so my statements aren't taken out of context. <laughs> so, baby. Is the hottest rapper as far as sales numbers go okay that's what that means but having him in the middle of this like it's just if, if there was like a, a a lab and they was like okay how do we make the best you know those charts when they they put the dollar amounts and it was like okay you have to make a hit and they there was like five dollar tier all those three artists would be on the five dollar tier like this is a match made in heaven like literally i mean it's, it's, a, it's a gospel album so it's kind of funny huh anyways and there's a whole lot of gospel references the weekend has a lot of jesus bars i mean of course it's funny <laughs> i just thought about it it's just funny how kanye has all these artists bringing out their best jesus bars and, and god bars like it's just it's just very interesting like i don't know how many times i heard on this album I'm in the God, image of God or God made me in his image or something like that. I, I heard that way too many times on this gospel album. Like if I was Kanye, I, I would have told the four, the 15th one who did it. I was like, okay, we I, everybody else is saying that same thing. I, I'll change that up just a little bit. But as far as Hurricane, this track is one of the best tracks I've ever heard. Like ever, ever heard, ever. Like literally Hurricane is one of my favorite tracks of of ever <laughs> like i don't even know how to quantify it or just put it in a box and, and be like yeah this year like it's, it's one of my favorite tracks of of all time i mean i'm a huge weekend fan not as much of a huge weekend fan as i am a kanye or baby fan but i'm definitely a high i definitely a high praise for both artists as far as what they've built and I think Bigger Than Life put Lil Baby on a different level, which lets him go into different lanes with Kanye West. I mean, he literally made Jesus Walks and all the teddy bear albums, <laughs> all the graduation and late registrations. And so for all these three artists to come together, and of course, you know, The Weeknd. I mean, do I even have to like, come on now, like often, literally the greatest track of all time. Uh, so hurricane is just one of my favorite tracks of all time so definitely in my top 50 i do keep a list for those that's wondering i keep i keep lists of music like i'm not just talking like i don't just say everything's my favorite like i've, I've trashed a lot of music in 2021 this track makes up for all that <laughs> this is like when you get to these type of tracks it's like this is why i listen to music these type of tracks is why I even love hip hop the way I do. And so now I'm gonna play the third and final snippet because you know only three only play three snippets because you know I could I try to be fair. Now when Drake's album comes out, I may have to be a nah I'm just joking. I, I still play three snippets, but you know it's it's Drake. I gotta do something special. I'm, I'm gonna have to figure that out. I'm, I'm gonna do something for that. But anyways, <laughs> um here's the snippet up for Hurricane. And I believe this is Kanye's verse with a little bit of The Weeknd. I played this at the beginning of the episode, but it was The Weeknd's part. I didn't get into Baby's part just because um, 
actually, I don't know. I haven't recorded it yet. I actually record the intro track after I make the pod. So if a little bit behind the scenes for those who wanted to know. So I don't know. I may include baby verse, but this is just solely Kanye with a little bit of weekend. So here it is right now. Dropped out of school, but I'm the one at Yale. Made the best tracks, it still went off the rail. Had go down, down, down. This a new town, town, town. This a new 10, 10, 10. I'm going in, in, in. Here I go on a new trip. Here I go, I get too lit. Here I go, I get too rich. Here I go with a new chick. And I know what the truth is. Still playing out the two kids. It's a lot to digest. When your life always moving, architecture digest. But I need a home improvement. $60 million home. Never went home to it. Genius gone clueless. It's a whole lot to risk. Alcohol anonymous. Who's the busiest loser? Heated by the rumors. Read into it too much. Fiend in for some true love. Ask him what do you love? Hard to find what the truth is. But the truth was that the truth suck. Always in the do stuff. But this time it was too much. Everybody's so judgmental. Everybody's so judgmental. Everybody hurts. But I don't judge rentals. It was all so simple. I see you in 3D. The dawn is bright for me. No more dark for me. I know you're watching me. 80 degrees. Burning up the leaves. Finally, I'm free. Finally, I'm free. As I go out to see. Literally one of the greatest tracks of all time. Like that's just that's just amazing. That is what hip hop and that that is what that is the embodiment of hip hop. But a little bit of gospel because it's Kanye, you know. And then baby, he gave a he gave a solid verse. A lot of a lot of bars wasted. Like um, his he was talking about his his car interior came with sheepskin. I was like he probably could use that for another more impactful bar. But you know it's whatever can't can't win them all <laughs> so i think the weekend probably no the weekend was the best part of this track he made the he made the track baby um gave a i saw the verse that kind of like led us into kanye's verse and kanye's was just so personal that it was just like he had the second best part so i think baby was just a great intermission between the weekend and Kanye which may sound disrespectful but at the same time like sometimes you gotta play your role so the team eats you know what I mean so the the, uh, the hurricane track is just it's just amazing honestly it's just I'm, like if I keep talking about that track I'm, 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 I'm gonna keep going like I could find everything to talk about that track and it was I'm only on track number 5 by the way and, and this album like is super long but that those were those were all, that was my final snippet for the album so the rest of these should go pretty fast but i still got some things to talk about yeah hurricane it was just man kanye really kanye really shows you why he's regarded as a musical genius and hurricane is definitely one of those tracks where it's just like 
I mean, how come nobody else has got the weekend and baby together? Like, literally, that's okay. Let me just move on. You know, I'm gonna keep talking about it. Track number six, Praise God, featuring Baby Keem and Travis Scott. I thought this track was solid. I really liked it. I thought it was a good track. Coming after Hurricane, of course, nothing can top that. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm stop referencing Hurricane. Now, just joking. But Praise God is is a great track. Uh, Baby Keem went crazy. I just want to say that Baby Keem went crazy. I'd be interested to see if Baby Keem was already on this track before he put out Family Ties. Because he did have that do-rag activity track with Travis Scott. So, it wouldn't make sense for him to be on this track even without Family Ties. But Kanye probably saw that he was up and coming and he was Kendrick artist and wanted to get kind of close to him. Because Travis Scott obviously already made a track with him. So, you already have that connection. So, Praise God is definitely one of the better tracks off of this album probably top 10 i would say top five i mean it's so many tracks on here it's crazy i'm saying top five um yeah let's move on track number seven jonah featuring jonah i believe i said that right featuring little dirk and vori i thought the 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 subject of the track was a little corny but the execution wasn't so for me personally i felt like it was it was the the topic was corny but the execution of Jonah wasn't. I, I I I keep saying that, but hopefully that makes sense for people who listen to the track. And, and the only reason I say corny is because of the way they they try to flip it. Like they like literally, Lil Durk's talking about killing, and the the topic is Jonah. Like I'm, come on, like I don't know. I guess I'm just. I guess I just. I I, I don't get it. Um, I thought that, so. I, I thought that track was. I still thought that track was good. Like none of the tracks aren't well actually. I don't know. I gotta see some of the other tracks, but none of the tracks on here I thought was bad. Track number eight, okay, okay, featuring Fabio Foreign, Lil Yachty, and Ruga. The best part of this was Fabio Foreign and Kanye West. Lil Yachty, I feel like I've outgrown his voice. I, as weird as that sounds, literally, if anybody else was in the middle of that Oprah track with the baby and Drake, it would still be number one to this day. Like that was an amazing concept an amazing track idea amazing production amazing placement of artists or features and it was just Lil Yachty's voice that ruined it for me I know it may be it may that may sound that may be the most biased take you ever get from me that voice from Lil Yachty has played out and I I I can't stand it anymore honestly so but the track okay okay which is why I think he put out okay okay part two which is like at the end of the album so we will get to that but I wish Fabio Forum was put on that one because that one was much better than this one. I mean, even Kim K came out on her story, put out her top five tracks, and she put OK OK Part Two. Like nobody wants to listen to Lil. No, let me just. I don't want to. I don't want to hate him, Lil Yachty, because as a person, I feel like he's just tremendous. Like the business moves he makes, but as far as rapping, like his voice is just so. It's like annoying. It's like I don't. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Track number nine. I think it's like Junior. Uh, I don't know. Uh, featuring Playboy Cardi. I really like this track. I think I like Junior Part 2 better. Let me look. I have to go down because I forget there's like Part 2 versions of these. Junior Part 2, Playboy Cardi, and Ty Dolla Sign. Yeah, I like that one better. But. Junior Part 1 is like still, still a good track, of course. Track number 10, Believe What I Say. 
I thought that track was okay. Nothing too crazy, but it was definitely a solid track. A lot of these are like, okay, so when I say okay, okay for Kanye West. Like for another artist, this would be a great out. This would be a great track off of the album. For Kanye West, I'm kind of comparing him to himself. For the whole album, Donda, I think Donda is one of the best albums of the year. So with that being said, when I say something like solid, I'm comparing it to the other. Like I'm comparing these tracks to Hurricane. Literally, I said Hurricane is one of my favorite tracks of all time. So with like, cause I Hurricane came out like weeks ago. Like we've been the track was already leaked. This was just the official version of it, and of course he changed some things. So that was it. But with Believe What I Say, I think it was a solid track off of this album. Any other album, it would be great. But compared to the tracks, compared to the peers on his own album, it's just a solid track. Nothing crazy. Track number 11, 24, featuring Sunday Service Choir. Another solid track. I really like the way he incorporates the Sunday Service Choir. Very much reminds you that this is a gospel album, not a hip-hop album gospel album which is why it's going to be a little different and people i think the people i've heard so people hit me saying that they didn't like the album i feel like the album really missed the mark as far as marketing to people who don't only listen to hip-hop like this is very much a i want to say like a experimentation but gospel and hip-hop is not Ex what am I so gospel is not exclusive from hip-hop hip-hop's not exclusive from gospel they can both work together in a way that makes both genres shine Kanye with Donda I feel like has come the closest at perfecting that mashup because he definitely had albums in the past where he tried to make a gospel album people wasn't feeling it he came back, changed his ways, got into more of his hip-hop roots. Now he then combined it both gospel music with hip-hop. And it's just a very much a, a great, tremendous, like, one of the best albums of the year. So yeah, track number 24 is definitely a solid addition. Track number 12, Remote Control, featuring Young Thug. Young Thug has a great verse off of here. I like the, like, Young, I know I talked about Kendrick in my latest segment. Or if you're listening to the whole episode and what we just talked about, Kendrick Lamar's vocal inflection is second to none. Literally, his vocal inflection is the reason he's has an argument for being the best rapper to ever do it. For, my, for uh, track number 12, Remote Control, Young Thug is on that Mount Rushmore of effectiveness vocal inflection and he kind of shows you with remote control and he gives his verse in a way that only young thug can like the it was very much it was very much talent throughout the whole remote control track so i really like that track and it's so funny that soldier boy came out and said he was left off this track which after hearing young thug's verse i would have left him off the track too like he doesn't even belong on this track with Young Thug and Kanye West. Even if he was, like, hopefully he wasn't saying he should have been on here uh, instead of Young Thug, because Young Thug low-key made the track for me, so. I don't know what, yeah. Soldier Boy, you know, he just, I think he just wanted to come out. Like, I think because Chris Brown came out first and said he was, not nah, he didn't say he was left off Donda, but he, he kind of said that 
he kind of said that Kanye pulled something, like as far as like his his vocals or whatever. So with with Soldier Boy, it was like you couldn't can't come out and be like I'm the first artist to be left off Donda because Chris Brown already said it. So I guess he just felt like coming out saying I was left off Donda. Like he just wanted to say like yeah I was left off Dan Donda, but obviously he wasn't the first because Chris Brown said it first. So anyways. Um, what other track was I getting into? So you, then you have track number 13, Moon. So with Moon, Moon is very much a track that seems like another artist should have pulled this off, but couldn't because they're not Kanye West. Only reason I haven't brought up DJ Khaled as far as all these features is because Kanye is a producer. Just like DJ Khaled and other producers. Kanye West, on the other hand, is the best producer to ever do it. Only people on Kanye's level is the likes of Dr. Dre, and that should tell you something. Like Dr. If, if I'm comparing Kanye West to Dr. Dre, and I believe Kanye West is a better producer than Dr. Dre. I believe Kanye West to us is what Dr. Dre was to them back in the day, just the way he had his hand in every influential moment in hip-hop. Don Tolliver and Kid Cudi coming together to make this track, Moon, called Moon. Because, you know, Man on the Moon is a huge thing with Kid Cudi. Don Tolliver, not so much. He's just more of like a artist from Travis Scott, but at the same time, like, it's it's... He's still making his own lane, which is why he's literally on the track with Kid Cudi and Kanye. At first, I thought Don Tolliver was like a ghostwriter for Travis Scott, but at this point, I just feel like he was just making everything for Travis Scott. Like, Don Tolliver is too good, and Travis Scott knows way too much of this man for, for me not to think that Don Tolliver didn't help Travis Scott's career. Quentin Miller style cause like I think like when Drake made If You're Reading This Is Too Late Quentin Miller came out so he wrote like 4 or 5 tracks and basically helped him out with all like basically helped him out in the creative process for Don Tolliver it feels like Don Tolliver helped out Travis Scott with so much that it was just like I don't know. That's how. That's what I feel like. I feel like Don, like Travis Scott, has to repay this man in like Kanye placements and features from like unlimited features from from Travis because Don Tolliver means that much to him. But anyways, we get into the track I played at the beginning of the segment, Heaven and Hell, track number fourteen. This track is very. This this track I think would be the best performing track for Kanye if if it wasn't on Donda. Like, this album is great, in my opinion. Like, it's amazing. Amazing gospel album. Track Heaven or Hell, though, is very much more gospel-centric, I feel like. And the message is amazing. The beat production is out of this world. One of the best beat drops I've heard in a long time. Heaven and Hell, the way he dropped the beat when he was talking about devil, lay down, devil, stay down and and the the album like 
that beat drop was amazing. Like, I just can only imagine in the arena him playing that and people just going crazy because at that point they know the words. So it's like, Heaven and Hell is just a great performing track, like a, a, a top tier performance track. One of the greatest beat drops I've heard in a while. Then you get into track number 15, Donda, which is of course named after his mother, Donda. And um, I thought this track was okay. I, no, not okay. And when I say that, I mean like the message. Like at first I felt like the message was gonna get misconstrued and like I thought he was gonna under deliver, but he actually fulfilled what I was wanting out of this track. And he, he came through in a way that I didn't think it was, like usually when you name a, a track after an album, it like down like it, it's it's so much hype that it, it can't live up to it but with donda i feel like it did track number 16 keep my spirit alive alive featuring conway the machine and west side gun i felt like this was more catering to the griselda fans out there so i i, I thought this track was okay nothing too crazy so track number 17 jesus lord featuring j electronica I don't get the hype with Jay Electronica and Jay-Z. So, but at the same time, Jay-Z and Jay Electronica is one of the best duos as far as like making music together. But Kanye and Jay, of course, is, is unmatched by anybody. But Jay Electronica and Kanye is is surprisingly really, really good. Like Jay Electronica man had a better verse on here than he did on his entire album with with jay-z so take of that what you will track number 18 new again featuring chris brown some for some reason kanye made chris brown mad i don't know what he did but chris brown is is terribly upset about something he won't specify so nobody knows exactly what he's talking about makes me feel like he's off of that you know what i mean yeah, he's, because uh, you know, Chris Brown definitely has a, let me just, okay, let's get on to the next track. No need to go into that. Track number 19, Tell the Vision, featuring Pop Smoke. It's literally just Pop Smoke rapping, what seems like through a phone and the beat production. Like, it seemed like Kanye just wanted the Pop Smoke uh, uh, vocals and his label was like, no, take the beat with it. And so it feels like Kanye's doing his best just to listen or just to bring out pop smoke vocals because it's like i don't know it's weird it's like he the beat is playing behind but it's like he's like it's like he's trying to hide the beat and only wants to pop smoke vocals so i'm pretty sure he could have like took that out maybe if they didn't send him like the stems maybe if they send him like the complete track audio with the beat included so he had to go in himself and try to work some magic but I don't know it was just weird the way that was constructed but the beat for television was great and pop smoke message throughout it was of course great track number 20 lord i need you featuring sunday service choir i feel like sunday service choir should get like a like they should get a medal for the way they've 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 performed with kanye west like I, i'm not saying like a well i guess a medal would be like a grammy this is a gospel album, so technically it could win best gospel album at the Grammys. I mean, if you think about it, Kanye is pretty smart when he wants to be. So, Lord, I Need You featuring the Sunday Service Choir. It was, it, it was very much a 
great combination as both of these. Oh no, it's like it's not, it's not too. I can't think of a, a of a track where the Sunday Service Choir and Kanye didn't hit. Like, like they every time they come together, it's just it's just a great track. Then you get into track number twenty one, Pure Souls featuring Roddy Rich, featuring Roddy Rich. So this track is a, is amazing. I really liked Roddy Rich's verse. I think it was very very much impactful. I think he had a much better verse to, than Baby on this album. I only compare those guys because those are like the top two guys right now. Roddy Rich is like the K dot to like little babies, Lil Wayne. I don't know. It, it's like it's very much a competition between those two. So Pierce Souls, I think Roddy Rich gave a great verse, and I think I think the way that he came on it, he knew they was Kanye, and he definitely came with his best effort. Which with Baby, I felt like some bars was just like. Some bars from Baby made me feel like he was just treating it as like a, just another track. But I know he wasn't because he still had the, the God, I'm in God's image. You know, he gave the God bars. You know, every artist on this album brought their best Jesus, Christ, and the Holy Spirit bars. Like, I'm, like it was, it was, uh, I, actually, it was nice to see, honestly. Like, I don't have anything bad to say about that. Track number 22, Come to Life. Thought that was just okay. Like it was a solid track, nothing too crazy. Definitely wasn't a standout on this album. Track number 23, No Child Left Behind, featuring Sunday Service Choir and Vori. Like I keep saying, I don't know who Vori is, but whenever Sunday Service Choir and Kanye West gets together, man, that's just a, you know, it's not, you know, they just can't miss. Track number 24, Jail Part Two, with the baby. So, this is a track that everybody hyped. I think a little bit too much. I don't think it was that all of a great verse. I think it was a good verse. I don't think it was like when I think of a great the baby verse, I think of what he did on Under the Sun with J. Cole. And I think that's literally his best verse ever. Jail Part 2, I think it was just a regular the baby verse. Like I think the baby can rap. And and so when people be like, oh my gosh, like the baby's just really going crazy. Like, no, he's using the same flow. He's just talking about something that's very much prevalent in his world today and people are just taking that as like he's rapping different but no you're just listening different <laughs> so yeah um jail part part i don't even know what that was uh jail part two is is uh notch it's like three or four it's, it's a notable notch below jail part one i mean you have the jay-z on there so yeah then we get to track number 25. Now, this is the part two where I felt like I just smoked the part one. Okay, okay, part two, is just, in my opinion, is way better than okay, okay, part one. And, okay, so I have a controversial take. You notice how Kim K put this track as her favorite at the end of her story, saying that okay, okay, part two. Well, she didn't say it, but like, like basically she put her favorite tracks from the album and ended with okay okay part two which okay okay part two is towards the end of donda so it makes sense but call me messy i don't know if um, i don't do the, the the drama stuff i know i said i didn't do the drama but i'm about to give a wild take yeah y'all got to forgive me does the okay okay chorus not sound like drake wrote it I'm sorry, I gotta say it. Like, I was, I'm, I like, I've listened to the okay, okay chorus and tell me that isn't Drake in the background saying, like, no, say it like this, no, say it like that. K 
okay, singing like, like, come on now. We know Drake has written for Kanye, and the extent of that is un unknown. So he could have unreleased written tracks from Drake or reference tracks from Drake unreleased. And okay, okay, just so coincidentally sounds something that Drake would exactly perform, like exactly say, like it, it's just. I don't know, man. It's, it's just, you know, Drake's Drake's that dude. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if there's some connection to what I just said. I'm going to leave it at that because I said I'm not messy. I'm just, you know, I was just pointing something out. Letting y'all, you know, I'm just giving y'all something to... No, I, can't, I don't think I can say that. Um, I'm just giving y'all something to digest, you know, so so y'all can... Y'all can do of that what you will. <laughs> but okay, okay, chorus definitely sounds like Drake. And Kim K said that was her favorite track. That's all I had to say. Um, track number twenty. <laughs> uh, track number twenty-six, Junior. Uh, I, I feel like I'm still pronouncing this wrong. Anyways, Junior Part Two. Yeah, I think this was better than Part One. I mean, it's literally just addition of Ty Dolla Sign, which when Ty Dolla signs on the track, he's definitely adding to the overall quality of your track. I mean, did you hear that album with him and Division? Oh my gosh, talk about an album too. Actually, let me just let me chill out. Um, let me just say, Ty Dolla Sign is probably responsible for a lot of people being born in the next eight months. Let me just say that. Um, track number twenty-seven, <laughs> Jesus Lord Part Two. Jay Z and Jay Electronica. If, if they couldn't like make things like this, then then, which may be unfair. It may be unfair, because Kanye is a producer. Jay Z's not. He's more of a rapper. Kanye. Producing Jay Electronica is 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 a is a great. You would think Kanye and any great rapper would come up with a just a masterful masterpiece, but after seeing what happened with Kanye and Nas, which it, that may have been like not enough care from Kanye in the first place, but it just made me feel like not everything that Kanye touches is going to turn into just complete gold you know like sometimes it's gonna turn out a little mediocre but with Jay Electronica is the total opposite he brings something out of him that currently for me from my perspective wasn't there in the first place which is why he's regarded as the greatest producer well not the greatest but one of the greatest producers of all time but for me dreams and for me he uh he's he's the greatest producer ever so that's what donda solidified for me that's the last track overall i feel like donda is one of the best gospel albums i've ever listened to as far as gospel album rules and regulations go i'll have to look that up in my on my own time but i feel like he had enough references to like like, I don't know how you quantify a bona fide gospel album. Like, how does that even work? Like, I don't understand, like, like why people ca people are calling this a hip-hop album, but at the same time, it's just because it's hip-hop elements. Kanye West is very much transitioned into gospel-centric music, so why don't people recognize that and listen with those ears instead of trying to listen with club ears? Which, if you want to listen with club ears, then just listen to Certified Lover Boy when it comes out this week in but Donda on the other hand is just like totally different 
that makes sense. Like, it's not. It's a gospel album with hip hop elements. I don't see how hard that. I don't see how that's a hard concept for people. Like people listen to this, wanting him to come out cussing every two say. Like people want rich. When Trippy Red put out Rich MF, which people know what that means, but I'm not gonna. Um, I don't know the word for that, but I'm, I'm not gonna go into more detail. Um, trip, like people want that from Kanye West, like. Like Kanye West is not gonna come out rapping saying he's a rich MF because he definitely could because he's definitely richer than everybody on this album I believe like maybe even some of them combined like he's literally a billionaire so it's kind of crazy uh so this this whole album I, I like like as you can tell I I enjoyed it it's literally one of my favorite albums of 2021 definitely gonna be on my top five list I already I already know that it's gonna be in my top three I would have to look at my list some of yeah albums are gonna have to move out the way because Donda is already top three for me Drake I, call me biased man's already has album of the year now I'm just trying <laughs> I know that's so biased I know that's bad that's bad I'm, I'm sorry I'm gonna listen to it I'm gonna give it way to my trip like I made there's a Labor Day too. Like I don't have anything to do for, for Monday. So I may just mess around and make a three hour podcast talking about Drake. But I don't know. I, it may it may not be that serious. I don't know. It may not be that serious. I may have to split it up. You know, cause for for me it's a it's a numbers thing. So you know. The numbers have been looking pretty good. I haven't been putting out longer podcasts, so people like the short content, so depends it depends i might have to do a mass effect go to try to mess with the algorithm see how that works but yeah so that's all i really have for the donda album um i think i've said everything i could say about each and every track about donda i've said everything i could say about kanye as an artist i said everything i could say about the potential of donda and the perception of donda and what the perception should be in my opinion so yeah, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What is your favorite track off of Donda? And where does this stack up? Or where does this rank amongst your favorite albums of 2021? Now we're going to get into the latest news of Saints Row. So Saints Row. Saints Row and everything you need to know about the Saints Row reboot will be in this segment well when i say segment i mean like if you're listening to the whole podcast then well you'll hear it now well i don't does that make sense i don't know it's been a long podcast but i'm still going still going strong saints row is set to release february uh, february uh, those are so one thing about me um the letter R, like from from me, like growing up, it's always been always been hard for me to say. I had like a speech impediment, so I had to go talk and say R over and over. And my name was R J, and so for a little bit, I mean, people probably thought my name was A J because you know I was just saying A J, you know what I mean? So they was just like, huh? You know what I mean? It's just, and usually, sometimes that still comes out. So words like february is it's still hard for me to say and uh and 
rural uh r u r a l that word is like impossible for me to say but anyways um yeah so that's a little tidbit little get to know me type segment <laughs> no i'm just joking but anyways um so yeah this this is this is set to come out february uh 25th 2022 for playstation 4 playstation 5 all the consoles okay i'm not reading the whole thing and pc <laughs> it's a reboot um, I think the biggest thing with that is like it's a new start for the series and so that means that they're going to take the best things from all the Saints Rows and put them together but Saints Row 3 is like a fan favorite so I think they're taking the most inspiration from that game it's set to take place in the city of Santo Leso I don't even know why I said it like that I, I definitely messed that up that, that messed it up anyways I don't I don't actually don't let me know if i messed it up because i it's not that i don't care so um <laughs> so yeah so some of the largest cities uh um, in southern southwest of america it's called volition so that's where one of them's taking place so a lot of like mexico uh, oh el dorado's on here i know that place i think i don't know I probably don't. I probably just see the name and just think of a restaurant. Actually, I think that is a restaurant, El Dorado. I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna be a racist in some 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 type of way. <laughs> but anyways, um, how do I get? Actually, can black people be racist? That is a good question. Um, back to the roots. So this this game is is going off of Saints Row Three because it was like highly. Like, it was critically acclaimed, or, you know, all the words that the gaming publishers use. Oh, my gosh, it's just fantastic. Really just changes the genre. The mechanics are just so um, innovating. You know, things of that nature. You know, people don't really have have, have too many. Uh, people don't have too much. What am I trying to say? People don't have too much uh, uniqueness and creativity nowadays. It's kind of sad. Um, Saints Row is one of the best at making weird weapons. So one of the things they had a lot of adult themed weapons. That's all I'm gonna say because it's a PG podcast. I don't want to go too in detail of it or or about it. But Dil- I almost I almost said it. I almost y'all almost got me. Y'all almost turned this podcast from clean to explicit because I was reading off something. But I'm not gonna finish that. But hopefully. Actually, I hopefully you don't figure what out what, <laughs> figure out what I was trying to say. But there will be no adult themed weapons in this game. So yeah, there are stout, uh, there are still countless weapons, crazy weapons for you to get your hands on though in Saints Row because Saints Row is known for its crazy uh, variety of we- of weapons. Also, Saints Row I've heard from a lot of people enough times now to think it's legit that people say that they like Saints Row better than GTA which is I, I think it's just insane like I need to play Saints Row like if this is being compared to GTA or even being compared on the same level then I think Saints like literally I think Saints Row is giving us what people wanted from GTA 5 or uh, GTA 6 because GTA 5 I mean literally GTA 5 is one of the greatest games ever formed like if, if God came down was like give us Give me the greatest game that ever that y'all can ever create. Then GTA 5 would probably be one of them because that game, the longevity longevity of that game is unmatched. 
only about like games like Tetris that's been a, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's crazy. But Saints Row, it, it, I think from from what I've seen, Saints Row is trying to capitalize off of what the hype was for GTA 6. And that's my, that's my take on Saints Row. So yeah, not really too much I have to say about Saints Row. Um... As far as like like b- bigger things to, to go on about it, I don't really know too much about it. There was gameplay shown, and there's so much customizable options that is like it is definitely you could definitely see why it's compared to GTA. And I think it being cross gen will definitely help. Oh, it's cross gen. I don't know if I said that. It's cross gen with PlayStation with Sony and Xbox consoles. So even that's going to help out a lot. And it seems like it's going to try to compete with GTA. But it doesn't. I don't know. I don't know if it'll even get close. GTA 5 is literally unmatchable at this point. Like even if Rockstar came out with another GTA. Which is why they haven't put out GTA 6. It wouldn't match the, the sales at like until decades down the line. And at that point it's just like you would know. But currently... A year, two years, three years down the road, you still couldn't even compare this to three the to GTA five. That's how crazy that game is. But um yeah. But I just hopefully Sage Rose is a good game. Hopefully it gives some competition to Rockstar. Then I don't think they're gonna make GTA six anytime soon. But if Saints Row does surprisingly well, it may speed up the process of GTA six coming out. That's all. So that that's that's my take on that. So but um so let me know on my uh, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of Saints Row? And do you think that this game will compete compete with the likes of Rockstar? Not even GTA, GTA, just future Rockstar titles. Because GTA at this point is is in its own world. So now we're gonna switch it up again to BTS and Megan The Stallion. We're gonna finish with them and their butter. Remix. Like the car I ride, even your best party planner couldn't catch this vibe. Big boss, and I make a hater stay on their job, and I be on these girls' necks like the back of they bobs. Houston's finest in the room with bouncers. Make them all get ratchet in their suits and blouses. I remember writing flows in my room in college. Now I need global entry to the shows I'm rocking. Smooth like cocoa butter, my drip more than a puddle. They know that I'm the way. Take over every summer. They must be giving Stevie if they ever had to wonder. Cause every beat I get on get turned into Hubba Bubba. Now, if you wanted a weird collab, a weird collaboration that you would have never thought would come out, then look no further than Megan Thee Stallion teaming up with BTS for the Butter Remix. But this track eventually, like at the beginning, I don't even think this track was supposed to come out. So 1501 Certified Entertainment was a label. Well, yeah, a label. And CEO Carl, Carl Crawford said uh stopped her from putting out the the butter remix or not even stopped but like stopped her from being on it but then the judge ruled that she's free to release it as planned 
So Megan the Stallion definitely has uh the, the Rock Nation management is definitely doing their, their job as they're they're getting her court uh battles handled. And one of them still hasn't been handled yet, but we don't talk about that one. But uh <laughs> The actual track, a Butter remix, Megan Thee Stallion gives a great, well, gives a good verse. I would say great, but like, it, it, it's not too like, I mean, whenever you're making a verse off of, off of a already hit single, I feel like it's easier creatively because you already know it works, you know? If, if it didn't work already, like if this was, if this came out as constructed like originally and it wasn't a remix then i would be like okay well it took a little bit of faith and hope that it would actually work out and this collab will make sense but since it's a remix this the original track is already very much a hit so i'm putting megan the stallion on it will only make it that much harder but well, as far as like numbers wise, I know I said that with Lil Baby had to clarify with Megan Thee Stallion because don't want to objectify women, you know what I mean? He love our black queens and black women at all times. I'm being so serious. I'm not even, that's not even a joke. But uh, yeah, back to what I was saying. So uh, BTS released the Butter remix with Megan Thee Stallion. Megan Thee Stallion gave a good verse, I believe. And... The way that she's been having to go to court is is kind of upsetting, honestly. The way she's had to d- battle with her own label, the way she's had to battle with one of the guys she was with, who is a rapper called Toy Lanes. I would not say his name, but like at this point, you gotta can't really beat around the bush too much because at some point this has to come to a head. I mean, what has it been like a year or two since that situation happened? I mean, goodness, how long does it take? <laughs> like somebody's somebody's yeah it's it's making the style i do not uh envy her situation at all but her support from rock nation has been essential as it's helped her in her career obviously so as far as bts i think i already talked about them they already said that they had a lot of inspirations from hip-hop which is why i covered them in the first place and the first time i covered them they literally did almost as many numbers as the juice world segment that i talked about so um bts has a huge fan base this is one of those that i'm not gonna stop talking about anytime soon because when your fan base shows me that you are legit then i'm gonna keep talking about you until you fall off and then i won't talk about you not <laughs> uh i'm playing but i'm not playing so uh yeah well, let's play the other snippet for for butter remix featuring megan the stallion and so you can hear a little bit more of this collab right now thing with Megan Thee Stallion is just like it's so much controversy around her that it's just like do you believe her or not like that's the that's the biggest thing that's going on with her and it's, it's unfortunate but at the same time I mean it comes with it so um, 
yeah, it's not really too much I have to say about that. Uh, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of the BTS and Megan Thee Stallion Butter remix? And what do you think of Megan Thee Stallion's current situation with her label? So now we're going to go over the overview of the pod. We started with Baby Keem and Kendrick Lamar. Family Ties, which that track is one of the most layered tracks I've heard this year. As far as bars, of course, Kendrick vocal inflection is something I'm going to always bring up because I think he's literally the best at it. And the message say a lot of messages and definitely let a lot of things be open to interpretation as far as Kendrick Lamar saying his last TDE album instead of his own album so we'll see where that leads but it seems with family ties that baby Keem and Kendrick are in in it for the long haul then we got into Kanye West Donda I talked about how this is one of the greatest albums of 2021 um, it's, it's mainly a gospel it's supposed to be a gospel album with hip-hop elements but people are trying to think of it the other way around so i think they went into it wanting these hardcore bangers with cussing and stuff like that but kanye west gave us literally a gospel album with hip-hop elements and i think those i think he finally found that perfect balance and that's i feel like what makes this one of the best albums of 2021 then we got into Saints Row. I literally summed up everything about the Saints Row release. So if you want to listen, I mean, you've already listened to it. I mean, I'm going over overview. Sorry about that. But um, like I'm going over the, the overviews. You know, I I, I can't be the I mess I'm messing up with what y'all are trying to trying to get out of the overview by by trying to talk about the whole thing. So that's my bad. But anyways. Getting back into Saints Row. Basically, I recapped everything. And what else? What did I say about Saints Row? Yeah, that was it. I was just talking about how maybe it has a chance to compete with GTA. Maybe not. <laughs> BTS and Megan Thee Stallion, Butter Remix. I, I got into that. Talked about Megan Thee Stallion situation. Talked about how BTS is literally one of the biggest fan bases I've ever talked about. Or I've ever served. Not served. Like, this sounds like a slave or something. Um, I don't know how to describe it. Basically, the fan base and me, um, we definitely get away. Get away. That don't even make any sense. We definitely get along well. I would I would say that the numbers is definitely uh, encouraging for me to keep talking about BTS. So yeah, that's about it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in to the to the Notorious Mass Effect podcast. And don't be afraid to send me a voice message, letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode click my link tree in my bio to limit to access my social medias and follow it keep up with my latest activities if you want to financially support the show click my cash up link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Notorious Mass Effect.